What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And you were she, sort of so slow on saying that that I was like, did you forget your name? It is that time of year that you can forget <laughs> things. You tell me I forget stuff all the time. You do, but that's really getting to a new low. Okay, sorry. It's okay. Okay. Um, well, hope everybody's doing great this week. Uh, we say thank you again for joining us. And real quick, I want to make a quick plug. If you listen to this, and we're hoping somebody does, uh, we really would love to hear your comments. Um, you can find our uh, web address in the in the podcast. Or if you do podcasts, we're www.noregrets with a Z dot O-R-G. You can connect with us there, but we would love to hear. We'd love to get some of your questions that we could use on future podcasts. So after that plug, um, what are we going to talk about tonight? We're going to talk about sort of holidays, but really traditions. traditions. Yeah, if we have a title for this, it's uh, Traditions. Not just the, holidays, yeah. That's true. Yeah, not okay. just holidays, but oftentimes they're built around holidays. Really, traditions, it's sort of that tie that really can bind a family together. And where a lot of our podcasts are really geared towards husband and wives and their marriage, this probably is a little more encompassing in family. And so wherever you are, whether you're newlyweds and you're just starting out, maybe you're empty nesters, or if you're in that in-between stage and you're raising children, traditions can be a big part of both the marriage and the family in general. Uh, one of the fun things that we get to do as a couple is we lead a small group, a home group of young couples. And, you know, we started doing that probably about five or six years ago because we wanted to do something together. So many of our times, our ministry time, we'd always been separate. And we did a lot of ministry things, but we never really did much together. And so that's where we started. And really, that's probably a precursor of leading us into no regrets and doing marriage ministry together. Um, well, anyway, in that group, we just got through going through a study of Esther. It is that book in the Bible that maybe one of the most famous things is you don't ever see the name of God in there. But it's the story of how God preserves his people Israel during the time of captivity. And one of the things it talks about is at the end of the book is the institution of the Festival of Purim. And it's one of the many Jewish festivals, but one of the things that's common is it is a festival, it's a celebration, it's tradition that's passed on from generation to generation. And part of that is the traditions that really bind, especially the Jewish people together. But as we were thinking about that, I was thinking about what our topic was going to be. I was thinking about what are the traditions that we each have in our families that really can bind families together. Some of those things that when you ask people, hey, what were the things that grew up that really tied you when to your you family grew that up. you remember? You mean when you grow, grew up? Yeah, when anybody grew up. Well, I know. I think well, it could be me, but it could be anybody. <laughs> no, I think it was the way you said it. I was just. Well, I, said, I said we asked. Pe I asked people what were some of the ties that. When what are they some of the grew traditions? Up. Yeah, when gotcha. they grew up. Gotcha. Sorry. To you to no, they? I think whatever you said, I wasn't clear on what okay, you meant. Okay, we know this is confusing to you. It's confusing to us. <laughs> no. But let's talk about. All right. No. So you, we ask, or you were asking, what are traditions that kind of bind you? to your family or things yeah. that are unique and special. 
Yeah, and every family, I think, has their own special things, but maybe somebody's looking to add new traditions. I mean, we go back in the history. We've been married 39 years. We had our anniversary podcast not long ago. And some of the traditions were from the very beginning, but there's other things that we've added along as we've gone. As our family's grown, as our situation has changed, we add new traditions, but we keep building a lot on the foundational ones we've had before. Maybe that's a good point to say. So this would really apply to wherever you are, like you mentioned. So you're starting out, you want to decide what kind of traditions you want to bring in. We talk to young couples about that. Sometimes you want to bring something. Each person maybe wants to bring something from their family of origin that they really loved. Yeah, we mentioned that on an earlier podcast, the Pathways podcast. And so, and sometimes you have to negotiate that because maybe there are traditions that kind of are in conflict because you either want to do totally different things on the same event or the same time or something like that. But we also talked to couples about, again, the idea of deciding their unique family unit. What do they want to be? How do they want to do their family? And so, yes, bring from family of origin, add new ones. And like you said, maybe the idea that we change them sometime. So because we're looking at one another now and we're sort of, well, yeah, we are looking at we're each other right at now. You're other. staring at each other. But we're thinking about, okay, we're empty nesters. We don't have any of our children that live in town. We don't have grandchildren. Um, and so we're kind of at a different stage than a lot of people that have been married the length of time we've been married. So some of the things we've thought about is, okay, what does that look like for you and I? And what do we do? But it might be totally different if you're listening and you've got married kids that maybe live in town or maybe you've got grandkids or you've, you know, like you said, you're in the middle of raising kids. Hopefully you're out there listening, children. (laughs) Now talk about a shameless plug. That is terrible. Okay. That is terrible. Go ahead. We don't know if they even listen to the podcast or not. not. All right, but go ahead. Thank your family does. All right. One of the things I think we want to sort of tailor this around, we're going to get into what just almost just going to shotgun a lot of the different things, some things from our family and things that I've heard that other families do that they really enjoy doing and their kids do and everybody says they look forward to it. One of our main things we talk about when we talk to married couples is, I guess you would say that highest purpose of what marriage, and I think by extension, family should be, that it is to be a reflection of the gospel that when people look at our marriages, when people look at our families from outside, boy, they ought to see those principles that indicate and point to the gospel that we find in scripture. That idea of unconditional love, forgiveness, giving, serving, all of those things that God built into the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that really our lives, and we know that, the idea that we're supposed to glorify God in everything we do, but that even in our marriage and family, people ought to see something different. I think traditions can go a long way towards building that in our families and especially in our children, and that hopefully they'll pass on to their children in generation to generation. True. So uh, let's just start, and we're going to start probably with um, Christmas time and because it's I think at Christmas time. Because, yeah, we are, we're recording this at, at Christmas season. We've just finished Thanksgiving. And 
So we're going to talk about, hey, what are some of the traditions at Christmas that families can do that one serve is something that really ties the family together, but also is something that expresses those different parts of the gospel of love, of giving, of thanksgiving, of showing gratitude, of service, all of those kind of things that you can build into your tradition. So Carla, I'm going to let you go first. So pick any one, and then I'll jump off of some of those. I'm picking any any tradition. Any I tradition like. that you want to mention and talk about. About because what Christmas? we want to do is we want to give people. Maybe you have your own. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're looking for something new to try. We just want to give you some different ideas of how you can use these traditions in your family. Okay, so I'm sharing like one from my own family. Yes, or anybody else's family. Maybe <laughs> anybody your else's own family I know about. Okay. Well, one thing that I think we we as a family have done um, that I have loved, and as, as some of you know, our story, our oldest son Zach died at Christmas time. So, as we've said before, this has been a journey of getting, if you would, through some really hard years with young kids and still trying to raise them and be in the moment and not miss that, and yet grieving a lot of the time. But one of the things that sort of maybe happened because of the timing was that our family, our extended family, was very intentional about sort of being together, making it very special, purposeful, unique. And so sometime on Christmas Eve, what we sort of started doing was we would, after we had whatever we were going to eat, we would sort of gather, and one of the things we would do is in some way, form, or fashion, we would, everybody would sort of share one thing they were thankful for, one thing that had sort of happened during the year, or something along that lines. The question might be a little bit different. Something even years that we talked about, Zach, something we wanted to say that we remembered. So, so we, we sort of, it was a combination of things, but it became kind of a really sweet time to sort of intentionally talk about some of the good things about family. Yeah, I love that idea, for. and especially talking about the idea of remembrance. There. Yeah. Because, and even linking it back to so many of the Jewish festivals, it was all about a remembering what God had done in their past, what he had done in the past year, what he had done in the past years, and where he had brought them. And sometimes we lose sight of the history and of what God has done in our family. Even though there's been painful moments, there is so much to celebrate. And part of that, as you just said, is just speaking out some of those things that you're thankful for for the past year. So I think that's sort of been, I think, a really special, neat time. And so I, I like that. I like the intentionality towards, like you said, sort of speaking that to one another. Okay, good. Um I mentioned one because we just sort of started in the past day or two. This is something we started, and this is where technology, sometimes technology, I think, can be partly a um, detraction yeah. to families. It's, you know, it gets in the way. This is one of the good things you can do with technology. And that is using, we've used the, the, um, the website or the app, Bible.com, and we do a sort of a seasonal devotional together. 
sort um, of an Advent yeah, thing. Yeah, this time we're doing Advent one. We've done it before for Thanksgiving. We've done it for Lent leading up to Easter. And what's really cool is, you know, our extended family, I think there's 18 of us now, that a lot of times everybody in the family that can actually use a smartphone or something Which else. Which is probably <laughs> everyone older than a three-year-old. Yes, John. older than a three-year-old. And we don't have um, any three-year-olds. But sometimes we so. think... There are some people in the family that struggle to get there sometimes. Yeah, okay, we won't mention names. That'd be bad. And some people may not participate. We won't name names either. Yeah, we won't say anything about them. But the more spiritual of us, we would... I'm kidding. Um, But that's just been a really cool thing. And we've really just started that in the past maybe three years, I'm thinking, three to four years. And what's really cool is we're all doing the same devotion together. It's all pointing towards the same event and on the app, it allows you to sort of share, hey, what were your insights of the day? And it's just sort of a neat way to do that because, again, it's something that really puts our focus on our relationship with God, but it's something that really ties us together as family, which family. is really what tradition is all about. And, again, if you're sitting there thinking, well, I don't think everybody in my family would want to do that or that wouldn't work, well, maybe that exact thing wouldn't, but maybe something along that lines might along that line, might you know, that some way, something that goes out, and I know a lot of people do this because I hear them saying they have a group family text. And so occasionally, not all the time, but they use it just for, you know, communicating things when everybody needs to know it. So maybe it's a way to do something that, again, like you said, is a, it, it creates the bonds. It creates the memories. It creates what helps define you not only in your marriage, but your whole family. Yeah. Um, I, I just had this thought because it's someone else that I heard. They don't really do the devotional, but what they have done, and they would do this depending on different seasons, like every day one person would share a verse that sent out a family text. And the oh, next cool. day it was somebody else that did, and then somebody else did. And it sort of gave them a glimpse, hey, what's going on in that person's life? And it's sort of so you share again, share those moments and those things together. Um, what are some other things that you can think of? I know I've got a whole list here, but I want to give you room to say some No, things. you look like you've got a whole list, and we I, just need to get to your okay, list. We'll so get, what's on your list? We'll get through the list. I can't see his list. Uh, some of these things are things we've never done, but I think it's kind of a cool idea that other families have done. So we're going to, we're going to steal other people's ideas and we Abs- want you to steal yeah, these absolutely. ideas too. Hey, that's, that's a tradition. I mean, hey, if you hear something ideas? good with other people, borrow it yeah, that and is make true. it your own. Uh, one of the things I know that's big about Christmas time is the Salvation Army bell ringers. Mm-hmm. And where some of those are people that actually work at the Salvation Army, the majority of them are volunteers. And I know of a couple of families, that's one thing they do every Christmas. Christmas. They volunteer, and they're out there ringing a bell together as a family. Maybe it'd be a mother and daughter. I've seen a father and son, brother and sister. But it's something that's really cool that's just very meaningful. And again, it's that focus on somebody other than just yourselves. Yeah. So I think that's a great idea that you can do. Um, We talked about the family devotional time, Operation Christmas Child. Yes, I mean... That's a ministry of Samaritan's Purse that we're a big believer in the ministry, and that is where they collect shoeboxes. And in a lot of churches, a lot of organizations do that. And so a lot of times you can participate in that even just by getting a shoebox. And that's if you have young kids... 
that's a fun thing to take them to the store, follow the directions on what you're allowed to put in the boxes. And of course, anytime I think we can teach our children the spirit of giving and the sense of doing for others at an early age, that's really a cool thing to impart to them that hopefully is a lifelong part of, again, sharing the gospel, ministering to our kids so that they grow up and that they've got that kind of heart within them. And yeah, especially at Christmas time when so much of the focus is what am I going to get? What oh, am I going to yeah, get? Oh, yeah, sure. Anything you can do to sort of say, hey, what can we do for other people who aren't, especially probably don't have as much as, as, much we, as do. we do? And again, to, to expand our kids' um, horizon on what, because again, most of us live in a somewhat of a bubble depending mm-hmm. on wherever your bubble is. And so to think beyond and open that up to kids. So that's that's a great way to do it. There are even, Atlanta may be the closest one, but there are even places that do the distributing of those boxes. So if you yeah, ever get a chance to go do that, together. yeah, that's kind of Yeah, you, can, yeah, cool. you can actually volunteer can and go up, up there and help them pack everything up and take them. I've known a few people who have actually gotten to go on the ground really? on the mission field and give out boxes to the kids, no, which I think is that really would be cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's obviously a much bigger kind of deal. Yeah. But that would be a really cool thing. Hey, tagging along this idea of doing things for others, I know one thing that we've done for years is we would sort of adopt a family, either adopt a family or else would go to where I know Salvation Army has their angel tree. There's a number of organizations that do that that allow you to go and buy and purchase gifts that will go to those who probably wouldn't have much Christmas if somebody didn't do that. And y'all, everybody knows this. I mean, there are hundreds of ministries and organizations that are going to help different um, pockets of people that are in need and that could benefit from somebody else being able to bless them. So, yeah, and that would be, any of those would be great, again, to think about. And I think part of it is just being intentional, which is one of just our big words. You just are intentional about what you as a couple decide. And that's kind of pings off of what we talked about last podcast, thinking about you know, how much money we're going to spend, how are we going to manage our Christmas, what do we want it to look like. So if you want it to look like a way that's really imparting traditions and memories that you want to last, you got to be intentional because the days will slip away. Yeah. A um, couple of other ideas that are geared towards Christmas, and that is making sure that, you know, I've seen things that people have a birthday cake for Jesus we did that when the kids were young. When they were young. And so it's just making sure you have some special that you remind them of the emphasis, which is so easy to get it caught up of. And we understand because we get caught up in two because we love giving gifts to our family and everything else. Uh, I call this one because we've started doing this when the kids were young, Jesus in a Box. I know that's not the name. That's not the name of it's it. It's called What Does God Want for Christmas? Yes, or... yes, it's not Jesus in a Box. Okay. It's, it's okay. It would stop. You're laughing. All right. It was so precious, and my sister-in-law, Katie, when her kids, who are the youngest in our family, when they were little, so the youngest one was pretty little at the time, and she um, came upon, found this, I guess you'd call it a, a, it's a box thing, but it's a story, basically. Jesus in a box. No, it's, 
it's a story, but basically you go through, and it's obviously around a child kind of being able to understand, and it's all the different people around the Christmas story. Yeah, it's like all almost like a nativity scene in a box, and you go through each one, and it's really asking the question, hey, what does what God does really want, for, want Christmas? for Christmas? In the very last box you'll open, do we spoil the surprise or let them find it? I don't know if they can find it, but... Well, if you can't find it, anyway, it's got a little box. It's got a mirror that, hey, what God wants more than anything, the gift for him is yourself. Yeah. And so you go around and you show it to, you know, obviously each person in your group. And so it's what was so sweet was it was so sweet when we started doing it. Okay. Fast forward, we keep doing it year. Now, I do think maybe in the last yeah. year we stopped. We shifted because yeah, Our now, youngest is now 15. Yes. So, but y'all, we did that for years and even though it was honestly a little kid thing, it became meaningful. So every year, Katie would sit on the floor and she would do it. And it was just sweet because the kids weren't little anymore. But it was like, this is what we do. This is what we remind ourselves of. Yeah, it was of. one of those traditions that built both that sense of community and us as a family. And it really focused on, hey, what this is really all about. Yes. And it was just a great reminder. And I think sometimes, as you said, we live in a culture that it can really get wrapped up real quickly into everything that's not about Jesus. And so it's a really nice way to build that in. Okay. One last Christmas kind of tradition. This is one that my family did. And that was before we ever opened gifts. No, I'm not doing oh, that. Oh, that's This is when we though. opened, before we ever opened gifts, we'd have breakfast, we'd all get in the thing. And I know as little kids, we were so thing? excited. We were so excited about opening gifts as we're sitting around the tree. Oh. But before we always did, my dad would read the Christmas story from Luke. And we would spend a time reading scripture and praying together before we ever started opening presents. And we've continued to do that. Yeah. So that's been a part of my Christmas for 60-something years, almost pretty much as long as I've been alive. So that's sort of, a, again, a real small thing, but I think it puts the focus on where it should be. All right, let's talk real quick about some of the other holidays and different things that you can do. Uh, one we already mentioned as far as the doing the devotionals. Uh, of a group devotional that everybody does. You can do that for any particular holiday. That's a great way to tie people together. Uh, one of the cool things, oftentimes people do Lent, and you, the idea is you give something up for Lent. You know, get people to give up chocolate, give up caffeine, give up sweets, give up something like that. This is an idea that I, I saw over in the last couple of years that I often did at school when I was teaching is it was called 40 days it was called it came out of a church in a uh, an organization out of the uk and it was instead of giving something up it was like either 40 acts of love or 40 acts of service or 40 acts of giving they've changed the theme each year and every day they had different levels but it's really the focus of doing something for somebody else every day for those every days. day for the 40 days of lent like it might be Something as simple as, hey, find somebody that you can hold the door for today. Oh, yeah. Find somebody to give flowers for. Find somebody to send them a gift certificate. Just a number of things that it was just really focusing on somebody else and not on yourself. All right, Johnny, though, I know I mentioned this. They may not have caught it. But I do want you real quick before we close out, I want you to share what your dad did for your mom what that tradition was, because I've never heard of anybody else have it. It was the, 
I forgot gift. Okay. And we'll sort of end on this one. This was, uh, my dad was, he was a gift giver. If he had a love language, I don't think he even knew anything about love languages <laughs> when he started out. Yeah. yeah. Um, his would have been giving gifts and he would start literally, he'd probably start in January Christmas shopping for the next year. And his trunk, after he died, we found presents stuffed in his trunk and stuff like that, that he had prepared to give. But one of the sweet things he did is, is the day went on after Christmas, he always had extra gifts for my mom, his I forgot presents. And, and literally it would go on throughout the afternoon until finally in the evening, some big special gift that he'd gotten just for her, he would come out and give her his, her I forgot gift. And you knew the evening really wasn't done until, until that I forgot gift. gift came out. And we've sort of done that a little bit, even with us, but it's just another sweet way of, uh, of really of expressing love to somebody. I was going to say, and I realize if you're not a gift giver or that may not resonate with you at all, I think what I thought was so cool was Johnny was the baby of six kids, so it's a full house and all that. But anyway, I think the fact that just throughout the day, it was a sweet reminder of your mom and her being her being the it. Yeah, she was the queen. She was the one. And I think that was really sweet. And you shared that with me or when I first got in the family. Yeah, I think I you like, were first one of the first Christmases. You were there. I was, like, I was like, what is this? What is this? And everybody kept saying, oh, here comes an I forgot. Here's another so, yeah. I forgot. It was a cool, cool. It was in. That's one of our big, that's one of my special memories is thinking back about that. Well, and I think that just goes to the point to say it can be anything. It could be anything that you can think of that builds into your marriage and your home and your family. Again, stronger roots, traditions that tie and bind you together. Couldn't have said it any better. And on that note, we will wish you a, uh, if you're hearing this at Christmas, and even if you're not, we'll wish you a Merry Christmas. And uh, may, may you know the joy and the peace that only comes through Jesus Christ. In the meantime, we'll catch you next week. Keep on forging.